Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. And now your host, business expert, Andrew Roberts. Hi there, welcome to this podcast, and uh, we've got a special edition today, and and a very, very topical thing that obviously many, many farmers around Australia are experiencing right now, and we're going to talk to you today about what you can do um, to really control your thinking and, and other areas, that things that you can actually do when, it, when it's in, in regards to this, uh, this drought we're experiencing. So we've got Greg online, can you hear me, Greg? I can, Andrew, how are you going? Really well, thanks. Good. Um, let's just start off by addressing the, the drought, Greg. I mean, you're, you're obviously across it. Um, how, how would you put this drought in perspective? Well, it's, it's obviously a, a severe, you know, severe drought. It's been going for a long time and, you know, it, it's certainly having a significant impact on large areas of the country. Um, in New South Wales, uh, Queensland uh, mostly, but certainly northern South Australia and northern Victoria are also experiencing significant issues as well. So, you know, it's, it's widespread. It, it's been going for a long time, uh, you know, so it's quite a severe uh, situation. Um, you know, uh, we've had droughts before. Um, some of them have been a lot longer duration than this, and, and there's no doubt that this one, I mean, could could go for a bit longer yet. So, so you know, it's um, it's it's part of the, I guess, the country in which we live in. Yeah, and it's obviously one of those things, Greg, that we we can't control the weather. We can't actually force things to rain. But um, from your perspective, what can we control? Yes, that's right. I mean, you you cannot control the weather, but you can control um, the way you respond to what's going on on your farm and in your business. It's a it's a very important thing to always remember that you know there, there you, you can't spend a lot of time, effort, and energy worrying and thinking about the things you can't control. You know, spend your time and effort focusing on what you can control and the responses that you are making. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of a fantastic story, Greg. Um, Trevor Hendy, who's who's one of Australia's greatest ironmen. And he was about to take off on, on a competition day. I believe it was at Port Macquarie. And this particular day, the, the weather was crazy. The, the sea was huge. The, the wind was howling. And the organisers of the event were considering even cancelling the event. Um, but they decided, no, we're going to push on. These guys are Ironmen. Let, let's really challenge them today. And um, Trevor Hendy was sitting overlooking the ocean and, and a journalist spotted him. And this journalist approached Trevor Hendy and, and just said, look, what's, what's running through your mind? And Trevor Hendy was listening to some music or something and pulled out the earplugs and, and said to this journalist, he said, look, the environment's always perfect. And she sort of looked at him and went, what do you mean by that? And he said, look, the environment's always perfect. He said, I can't do anything about the size of the ocean today. I can't change the wind. And he said, I, I know for a fact I'm not going to even get my best time because it's just the conditions aren't great. But he said, the only thing I can promise you today is that I can do the best that I can uh, regardless of the weather. I'm, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give it my all. And the journalist actually went back and wrote about this and, and I read it, Greg, and I just think it's just such a fantastic story. You'd, you'd agree that um, we can't change the weather, but, but there's certain things that we farmers can be doing um, correct in in times like this yes absolutely so I, I think it's a very very strong message to be having always front of mind that you know that um all you can do is your best and um and you know and and you can control um what your best looks like in these sorts of circumstances yeah so we wanted to give you four areas that uh, greg and i came up with that we think can really support and help you uh deal with this particularly mentally deal with this and and I just wanted to just drop into that word mentally uh, right now, uh, 
uh, Greg, and particularly um, this this first area that I wanted to we want to talk to you about uh, the victim mentality. Uh, from your experience, what is the victim mentality? So it's a it's a state where you basically um, start thinking that everything that's happening to you or everything that you're experiencing is is someone else's fault. Like you're blaming other other things, you're blaming the weather, you're blaming other circumstances, and and you know it's a very very uh, unempowered position to be in. If you are a victim, what that means is you have no power over anything that's going on. You're just receiving. You're on the receiving end of 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 you know of what's being dealt to you, and um, and that's not the case. Um, you know you are uh, in control of your business. You are in control of of how you react. To the current uh, situation, and um, and if you move in, into the victim mentality, um, then you know it, it really it really um, puts you into a situation where it's very very hard to, to think about and make you know great strategic decisions, which is what's required. And when, you know, when businesses are in p- periods of adversity, um, the leader needs to step up and make great decisions, and and you cannot do that if you're if you're playing the role of a victim. So, you know, it's, um, uh, Andrew, you might want to elaborate a bit more about above the line and below the line thinking, but yeah. it's, it's, it's so strong. It really is. And, and if you could imagine there's a, there's a line and, and we can either be above the line, uh, which, which I refer to as being the victor, or below the line, which is exactly what Greg's talking about, being the victim. And the victim mentality, um, there's really four, four things we fall into. And, and, and I see this as a business mentor all the time. And Greg... I'm even guilty of doing this myself. It's, it's something you've got to catch yourself doing. Um, and, and the areas below the line is when we get caught in, in blaming something that for our situation. Um, we get caught in the, the second area is excuses. We're full of reasons or excuses that, that are stopping us getting what we want. And, and, and in some cases, we're in denial. We're just even ignoring the fact that there's a problem. And over time as well, Greg, this, this can also lead to an, a, a fourth area, which, is, which I refer to as, as shame. Um, shames where, and, and you know, many farmers experiencing a drought could be experiencing this one. Shames where you start letting yourself know, you, you know, you're 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 a failure, or it's the negative self-talk. It's the I'm I'm not good enough. I'm hopeless, um, and you start beating yourself up. And when you look at these four four areas, Greg, uh, they're, they're, I mean, it's referred to by Marshall Thurber, who who coached me, and he said it's 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 a waste. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of effort. There's nothing achieved when you're in victim mentality. And, and just for a moment, Greg, I mean, let's just elaborate a bit more on this shame. Um, this shame one, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen this when people go into drought. Um, farmers can become very, very hard on themselves, correct? And, and make themselves even feel worse and worse by just negative self-talk, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's, it's something you really need to catch yourself Doing, uh, you know, and 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 get yourself out of that uh, uh, situation because if if you are locked into a, a mental framework of of being the victim and and particularly of of shaming, then you know you are totally unempowered. You are totally in a position where you you know you you, you won't make the sorts of decisions that you can make to um to, to make your situation better. I mean, you know, it, it's never going to be great. Uh, drought's never great, but but the the farmers as a farmer as a professional farmer. You know, your responsibility is to maximise the good times and minimise the bad times. And drought is a bad time. And, you know, the, the actions that you take right now, the decisions that you take right now, if you're, in, if you're experiencing drought, will, ha- will be just as influential on the long-term prospects for your business as, as the decisions that you take when things are really good. Because, you know, because farming isn't a high-profit um, business as a, as a general rule, um, you can't afford um, to have um, significant 
debt build up in in periods of adversity. And so, you know, very, very smart decision-making, great decision-making in in these adverse times is just as important as good decision-making and great decision-making when things are very good. Absolutely. And, you know, for me as well, Greg, uh, when we look above the line, I mean, when you're playing above the line, you take ownership, accountability and even responsibility um, for all your actions. And, and look, I, I even wanted to just drop in here. Uh, I know I grew up on a farm in, in New South Wales. Obviously, I, I, we went through some very nasty droughts. So my father was involved in the period where he and his neighbouring had neighbours had to kill kill sheep. It got so bad. It was dad said it was one of the most stressful times of, of his life. And it was interesting because I was having a chat with dad the other day, and and um, he's now sold the farm and he's retired and he's living up at the Sunshine Coast and. And he made the very valid point that he made the choice to be a farmer, Greg. Um, I, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's even an area of responsibility that we take. It's a, it's as hard as that sometimes is, but you know, we, we often um, we, we, we make these decisions in life and sometimes we've got to actually own it in order to put us in a position of power, correct, to pull us back above the line to become the victor. Um, and that, that, that real responsibility, that real ownership, that real sense of, um, yeah, if I've dug myself into a hole or if I'm, I'm in this, I, I can get out of it, correct? You, you need to be above the line in order to see through, through tough times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your mental, the way you position yourself mentally <clears throat> has a huge bearing in the decisions that you make. And, and you know, it's, it's, and it really, you might think, well, you know, it's, it's easy to say and hard to do, but it's actually not. I mean, you can, you know, if you, if you, if you catch yourself um, thinking negative thoughts, then you can you can you can actually just think about what what's the opposite of the thoughts I'm I'm currently having. So if you're thinking, well, times are tough, you know, and um, and you know, um, really this is um, something I'm I'm going to struggle to get out of. You can you can switch your thinking and saying, okay, well, times aren't that bad, you know, that that um, they've been worse, and and I've got the resilience and I've got the capability to actually, you know, control what I'm doing and and and, and get out of this. And just remember. That you know, drought's temporary. It's not. It's not around forever. You know, it's um, it's a temporary situation. Well, let's elaborate a bit more on that, Greg, because this is the second perfect segue to our second point: the, the fact that drought is temporary. Um, and I mean, I I just love this story uh, that I read again in a paper some some time ago, and it was um, Wayne Bennett's. Uh, for those of you that don't know know Wayne Bennett, he's regarded as one of Australia's greatest rugby league coaches. And um, one, of, one of his players was suicidal um, and approached Wayne Bennett as a last-minute ditch to, to try and save himself. He was really thinking about um, killing himself. And, and Wayne Bennett just looked this guy in the eye and he said, mate, suicide's a permanent decision to a temporary problem. And I just want to talk a bit more about this, Greg, because I find that so powerful. And I'll say it again, you know, suicide's a permanent decision to a temporary problem. And, you know, it, it, it is absolutely true, isn't it, that, that these times always pass. Correct? Absolutely. It, 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 absolutely. And, and, so, and, and the rain, it will come. The drought will break. It may, we don't know when, but um, do, do, just from your experience, do you have anything else to add to that, this point? No, I mean, you know, we all know that that's the case, that, you know, droughts come and they go, and, and often, they're, often they're followed by floods. So, you know, that's, a, that's not an uncommon situation. You know, it's the, it's the old, you know, droughts and flooding rain um, uh, uh, lines that came out of that, um, 
of that uh, song, if you like, or, or piece of prose that was written uh, years and years ago. You know, it's 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 part of the Australian landscape, and uh, and it is temporary. And and you know, so and Andrew was talking about physical suicide there, but you know, financial suicide is the other side of that coin too. That the businesses sometimes make some pretty silly decisions or, or make no decisions and that lead to financial suicide and and you know in the end it's a once again it's a you know it's a longer term um, outcome um, to what is a temporary problem look and I, I think to even add to that I, I just feel living in, in a place like Australia is we're just so lucky Greg because you know even if someone was to lose their farm um, and lose everything. I, 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 I truly believe in, in a place like Australia, we, our community comes to the party to support you. Um, the government comes to the party to support you. You know, there's, you, what I'm trying to say is there's always still going to be the ability to put food on the table. Would you agree with that, Greg? Like even in the worst case scenario, we're, you're still going to be okay. Yes, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we do live in a, in a great country, in a great society um, in that in that for that uh, type of situation, and I, I hope it doesn't come to that for um, for people. But if it does, I mean, the, the other thing you've got to remember is that because farming is such a capital-intensive game, um, you know, you've got so much tight, uh, tight capital tied up in your in your farm asset that even if you know, for, for whatever reason, you were forced to, to leave the farm. Um, you'll still, generally, most people will still walk away with a pretty tidy nest egg that that, that still makes them, you know, gives them a, a position of wealth that's well beyond um, what the average um, person in Australia is, and 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 what certainly what the average is in Australia in in the world. You know, we are um, we are very fortunate in in that sort of situation. Yeah, there was a. Oh, gosh, I'm referring back to stories at the moment from newspapers, but another thing I was reading, and I thought it was so fascinating, there was a, in America, there was a story run in the New York Times of this banker that um, his net worth dropped from from $50 million to $5 million in a day, Greg, and and he killed himself. He couldn't handle it. And um, on the exact day, there was an article in a Chinese newspaper where a family had enough rice to feed their family for the first time through a winter in like five years. And, and they were celebrating. And it's just interesting, isn't it? It's, just, it's a different perspective. And, and I, I, think, um, I think it's such a temporary area, this pain. And, and I, I often have learned in my few years of, of being mentoring as well, Greg, that um, you know, we actually can't appreciate the great times without the bad. Um, someone actually said to me the other day, they said, you know, how, could, how could beauty even exist if it weren't for ugly? And I, and I thought about that, and I thought, you know, it's actually very, very true. You can't have beautiful without the opposite. You can't actually have good without the bad. And what I've learned on, on living life is um, we're all on this roller coaster of, of great times and then challenging times. And, and if you're going through a really challenging time at the moment, you're probably just around the corner from something great. Um, we'll come back to the, the point shortly um, in, in related to, to great businesses are often often come from from challenging times but I, I just wanted to to make that point that just because you're in a bad time to this this time right now in, in a year a year's time it could be just totally different for you um, and that's certainly been the case for me and all the people that I've mentored Greg. Yes, and we do. I mean, there are, there are some very fortunate aspects to the current drought as well, and that is that you know commodity prices are are fantastic. You know, I mean, wool prices, is, well, the wool prices is, is at record levels. The the lamb prices at record levels. You know, we've got even though there's there's some pretty significant hand feeding and hand feeding costs going on, 
right now, for example, uh, you know, a dry sheep uh, that's being fed for maintenance is growing um, wool value uh, on a daily basis. It's actually the, the wool value it's growing is covering the cost of hand feeding. So, and that's that we haven't had that situation before. So, so really, you know, there's there there is there is upsides in this current situation as well. So. Um the third area I wanted to talk about, Greg, and I'll, I'll get you to take it, take over this point, but the, the risk profile of a business. Can you talk a bit more about that, please? Yeah, look, I think just it's just one of the. I mean, what this drought helps to illustrate is that you know is that we all businesses and all farming businesses and all other businesses have a risk profile. So there are there are certain risks that that we all. Um, face as business owners, and having a good understanding of what the risk profile of your business is, and then, and then attempting to put in place strategies and and systems and processes to mitigate those risks as much as possible, is just part of the of the very sensible strategic um, thinking that that should go on in, in in all farming businesses. And so, you know, it's um, um, having a, a template to work through that uh, that every year that you I believe that you should be part of your annual planning process. You know, when you sit down to do your annual planning, one of the things that you should, should do as a business, as business owners, is to look at the risk profile of your business and then think about, you know, w- what are these risks and, and, and are there things that we need to put in place to help mitigate um, the risks to the business? And, and so if you're, in, if you're farming in a drought-prone area, um, then, you know, you need to think about, um, you know, that, that, that drought is, is a risk and what strategies can we put in place to help um, mitigate the, the effects of those risks on the business in the longer term. And you know, there's some fantastic stories out there in the, in the Australian farming landscape of, of people who have put in place some amazing things that have helped to, to mitig- uh, mitigate the, the potential risk of drought. And, um, you know, there's, there's lots and lots of ways that that can be done. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, very important part of the overall strategic thinking that should go on in, um, with all farm businesses. Now, you've created this um, particular profile Greg, this this risk profile. Can we make that available for our listeners? Sure. Yeah, we've got a we've got a it's a it's um several pages involved, but it, it runs through all of the potential risks of a of a farming business, and and just in a in a with a description and a and a scoring system, one to five, and and it, at the end of that process, once you've been through that um that um, risk profile analysis uh, template, then you know it allows you to actually to look at where the risks in the business um, are. And, and then think about the strategies that might um, that, that might be needed to to um, to mitigate those uh, those risks to the business. So we can certainly make that available um, yeah, to people who are listening to the podcast. Great. Well, we'll, do, we'll make that available um, on, on the podcast notes on our Farm Owners Academy website if if you'd like to get get your hands on that. I think it's a fantastic tool. Um, fourth area. Greg and I, I also experience this enormously working with businesses outside of farming, and and um, and I'll get you to start up on this. And I've got a couple of things to say on this as well. But often, great businesses are created in challenging times. Um, can you talk a bit more about why that's the case, and and why now is an opportunity for for farmers to really, really become a strong business? Yeah, look, it's 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 a really great principle to always remember that that the the best time to be to be looking critically at your business and really analysing uh, the efficiency with which you do things and the, and the structure that you have and, and the way that the whole thing's put together is, is in periods of adversity. Um, it's very easy to, for everybody when, when times are good and there's, you know, there's lots of fat in the system to, to run a business that's, that I would term as being bloated. So in other words, it's, you know, you've, you're using more resources than should be, should be needed. You know, you're running inefficient systems. Um, the business is not running as a lean um, and mean um, 
uh, business that it, that's actually maximising its profit in those sorts of times. And and um, and so when those businesses that have come out of you know a number of years of, of really good times hit the t- hit the wall, hit tough times, which all businesses do, often they struggle to be able to cope with the with the the, the adversity because they they're running a, a fat and bloated system. Um, you know, businesses that hit um, it really is a. a it's almost requ- it's almost a requirement, I believe, for businesses to go through tougher times um, every now and then, just to help you know the, the the owners to focus on on you know how can we streamline and, and really make this business a really lean and and you know really a, a great business. And and you know my experience over thirty six years of, of business ownership myself, and also um, working with a lot of farming businesses, is that is that the best businesses you know come out of um, of tough times. They People take the opportunity during those times to really analyse what's going on, understand their business, and, and really make it, you know, very, very tight and streamlined, and, and then go on. So when when the when the, the tough times finish, which they inevitably do, you know, the, the business is in a great place to actually maximise profitability. Oh man, it's just such wise words. And and if you can get through this, then then what can you do in the great times? And you're absolutely right. I mean, I um, was taught a fantastic story by another mentor of mine. His name's Creel Price, Greg, and he he um, helped me learn that being a business. In addition to what you just said, being a business owner, you need to wear your adventurer hat. And he said, "Look, if you, imagine being on an adventure race, and you're dropped in the middle of a of a forest, and the the objective is to get out of the forest. You have to go travel five kilometres. You have to get out of the forest." And he said, "Imagine how boring it would be." if there was just a straight road and you just had to walk along the road and you got straight out of the forest. And he said, look, an adventurer doesn't want the straight road. They want the challenges. You know, when, when they hit a challenge and a, a great advent, when you've got your adventurer hat on, you actually look for um, strategically what you could do to get around the challenge. And you're looking for, you know, you, you can turn it actually into a bit of a game, a bit of a bit of fun. And in, in addition to what you just said, I mean, you, you, you get to use your brain a lot more in, in, in challenges and I, I really take my hat off to, to everyone running a farm because it is a very, very, it, it's a challenging, um, uh, well, let's, let's look at this. Learning the technical skills of being a farm is challenging. Learning to run a business is challenging. And clearly getting through this, this drought is challenging. Um, but it gets us to think creatively, innovatively. I mean, you, you and I always teach often, Greg, that um, our greatest success is often above or below of, of where we're currently looking. Um, that, that great story about uh, Richard Branson when, when he um, entered the, a jet stream to save himself. If you haven't heard about that, I highly recommend looking up a, a great documentary on Richard Branson. I believe he ballooned across, was it the Pacific Ocean, Greg? No, it was, it was, yeah, it was around the world. Uh, it was actually around the world. Um, it was an attempt to be in around the world. Uh, first people to, first, sorry, the first person to fly a balloon around the world. Yes. Uh, and, and yeah, he got... Uh, you know, nothing was going. He took off, and and nothing was going to plan. And they were halfway across the, um, I think it was the Atlantic, I believe. And and um, they basically used, you know, uh, the the biggest proportion of their fuel. And and they, you know, they were really just running out of time. And and there was no way they were going to make their destination. And it looked like they were going to pitch into the, into the sea, and and you know, probably all perish if that was the case. And and so they made a decision that, um, you know, that they would just move slightly um, uh, upwards in, in the atmosphere and actually move into the jet stream. And, and uh, you know, it was very risky because they um, no, no balloon had ever, had ever um, um, entered the jet stream before. And, but they, they managed to do that and, and, and achieved 
um, speeds that had never been recorded before in a balloon and managed to complete their journey. And, and really, you know, it was just an amazing um, feat of um, of around-the-world ballooning, if you like. But um, but the bottom line there is that, you know, all they had to do was make a decision, uh, be very clear about why they made the decision. And though, even though they felt uncomfortable and there was some risk involved in it, um, they, they, they took those risks and, and the rewards were, were quite incredible. So, yeah, absolutely, um, you know, it's, it's a great documentary. It's definitely something worth reading and, and, and looking at. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, I think that's very, very useful. And um, just, just to summarise what we've, we've spoken about, um, let go of the vic- victim mentality. Uh, it's a waste of time. Uh, number two, drought's temporary. Uh, number three, um, complete the risk profile. Be, be aware of, of uh, the fact that there are things you can do to mitigate risk, particularly in drought. And number four, um, remember that, that often the greatest businesses can be created in, in the most challenging times. The greatest innovation comes, the greatest chance for you to simplify what you're doing and cut costs and be even leaner to, to really maximise maximize when times get great and good again. Um, do you have anything else to add as closing comments, Greg? No, but other than, other than to say, look, thanks for listening. And you know, to those of you who are experiencing significant issues at the moment, you know, um, please um, be aware of the fact that we're thinking about you and, um, you know, and we do wish you well. Um, and you know we, we'd love to see you um, prosper when uh, when this drought finishes, which which you know is just around the. Absolutely, and and just look for those that are interested. Um, I'll just share with you. Greg and I are putting a program together. We, we we're calling it Take Control. Um, and we mentioned you know we can't control the weather, but we can control uh, our thinking. And this is a, a a mini coaching program that runs for ten weeks. It's all about controlling your mindset, controlling your time, controlling your finances, controlling your team, your business, um, and it's really designed to help you stay up in that above-the-line mentality um, and, and also uh, learn to, to run a, a tighter, more successful business. Uh, if, if at all that program interests you, if you'd like some further information on that program, just send us an email at support at farmownersacademy.com. Um, and we'll send you some more details. So that's support at farmownersacademy.com and um, we'll send you a bit more details, a bit more information on, on what's involved in that program. All right, well, thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next podcast. But for now, take care. Bye-bye.